Hi, everyone, and welcome back to RPG R&D. I am one of your hosts, Jess Geyer. I'm one half of Winnie B Games, and I make tabletop role-playing games. And I'm here with my co-host, Craig Campbell. Hello, Craig. Hi, Jess. I'm Craig Campbell. I own Nerdburger Games, and I also make tabletop role-playing games. And it is episode 99. 99. <laughs> 99. Divisible and, uh, by three. <laughs> and by 11. <laughs> and by nine. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, that means, everybody, that episode 100 is next on the docket, um, which means this is your last chance to... Uh, email in with your questions. We're going to do it all Q and A's um, from listeners. So if you have questions about GMing or um, game design that you want us to talk about that we've never discussed or that you want to just kind of revisit or just questions about us um, and our games um, and, keep, and keeping in mind that we will have Starshine and um, uh, Liana. Uh, 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 Liana here. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, th that they'll be part of that as well. Um, so email those questions to nerdburgergames at gmail.com with, uh, the subject line RPG, R&D question or episode 100 or something like that. And, uh, we will hopefully, uh, be able to, to ask your question and answer it on the episode. So that out of the way, um, here for episode 99 is Vidithia. Hello. Hey. Uh, 99 is one of my favorite numbers, so this is this is great. This rules. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Vinithia Valetti. Um, I'm also a game designer, uh, I'm a freelance game designer, and um, make my own stuff and things like that. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> what would people know you for? Oh, uh, yeah. I so like for my own work, uh, I released a game called Blood Bean Badlands. Uh, which is uh, about uh, your like uh, gunslinging vampires in a post-apocalyptic world where the sun doesn't set um, and also uh, Space Goblins is one of my favorite games that I've ever made um, and that's my personal work and then uh, you might have seen some of my work in uh, Spire uh, the Spire RPG I was a part of the Sin supplement uh, I wrote for Wanderhome. I've written for uh, Starfinder and Pathfinder recently was a big reveal. Um, for Huge. the new Chinsha um, expansion. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, look out for my name. <laughs> and now you're here. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I, I'm very happy to be back. <laughs> this is very fun. Thank you for having me. And you've picked a really fun topic, something that I also like to talk about. We're talking about social combat today. Yeah. <laughs> I what? Kinda, well, so I, I want to preface this whole kind of conversation with, um, I wanna, I'm coming in to the social combat conversation in flux. I'm a little bit of a hater for, like heavily mechanized social combat but also i keep flip-flopping on that so i'm excited to talk to y'all about it and kind of see different avenues or something so yeah yeah i have some i have some opinions on it as well some strong opinions uh my most recent game has a social what you might call a social combat system but mm -hmm. i think we do we think it i think we do it a little differently than a lot of combat combat um mm. in a way that i think makes sense makes sense for me i made the game of course but uh <laughs> why don't we start with a definition like what do we mean what do we mean when we say social combat usually i have craig introduce the first topic <laughs> so he can he can define things for me well uh this is one of those things that it's a term that gets bounced around that i think really you know it means a little bit of a different thing to a lot of people but i think what it uh in a broad sense it means that typically Physical combat and confrontation is handled in many games as very complex with a lot of there's a lot of attacks, a lot of defenses, a lot of things back and forth. It takes time and there's a slow whittling down of the character or the adversary's health until you get to a win condition where somebody wins the fight. Right. And in a, a lot of games and a lot of those same games that have combat like that, 
social situations are handled as you make a skill check and you either succeed or fail, or there's like some degree of success or something. Mm -hmm. And social combat is the idea of making social situations more complex and, um, and nuanced in, in some of the ways that physical combat is handled in games. So um, instead of just making one check, you might have to make a series of checks and there might be um, consequences for failing too often where you 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 get to the point where you realize okay now I, we can't you know convince the guard to let us into the castle through the through the back gate um, because I've made too many uh, blunders in my in my checks or my strategies in trying to convince the guard um, and there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of different ways that this sort of thing can be handled. Um, but I just kind of you know, took it from that point of view. And when we get, as we get into this, you'll come to realize that, which is not su not surprising for me, is like I sat down and kind of analyzed it from a mechanical standpoint. Like what what my what what are the components? Yeah. Um, to make a social combat happen, which really breaks down to what are the components to make a physical combat happen and translate those into social. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll let uh, the two of you opine a bit before we kind of d dig deeper. Yeah, I like that's that's the thing is like I think I I think about it and I get okay, I'm gonna say I get mad, but that's hyperbole almost. It's like I get I get frustrated or or it doesn't really click for me when it's um I think about the one-to-one. -one. So it's like you know how we have physical combat and then it's like same system or same translation except with words. Uh and that trips me up um and like trying to make it s mechanically satisfying i've seen like and the thing is like i've seen it done well but oftentimes it's like that's what the game is about it's not also trying to juggle uh or it's it's like kind of one-off games or something like that right like s smaller games that's the whole thing is like you're having a debate with somebody um there's a game uh by a good friend of mine nevin holmes called just a car and it's a courtroom drama and that's a courtroom drama is just entirely a social combat, but it's not, you know, you can take just a car and make it about physical violence. Right. Um, but then I think about it in terms of like the, the, the role-playing aid that social combat kind of brings, right. Or like the mechanical aid of like, just like how I'm not going around swinging swords, my ability to role-play and give good, make you know good conversation and then that only be determined by a single role of like did you do it uh i'm like yeah okay like so i get having it trunk like nuanced and and multiple points to it so that there's diff many ways for somebody to like supplement their own vocabulary yeah the, dive. the idea of social combat as a role play aid i think is huge especially like like you said, we're not running around swinging swords. Why should we expect somebody to be as good at their role play as they would be, as their character would be? Um, and that's one side that I, I, a lot of people who fall strongly on the, we should have social mechanics at our game lie into. Um, it helps people, you know, not have the rest of the table punish them for lack of a better word for stumbling mm -hmm. over their words or not choosing the right uh, tact or maybe even misreading um, what cues the GM is throwing at you. Um, but when it comes to like the combat side, when we're specifically saying combat, I'm glad you brought up also like lawyers. I've read just a car. I think that that's a, that's a system there you could look into mm -hmm. if you wanted some inspiration for your own game. Um, any any kind of legal debate like a combat implies that you are trying to win something yeah it's a debate you're convincing them you're maybe trying to cut them down um whatever it is um and i feel like because we're all playing characters here the gm um if you are role-playing in a system where there is social combat the gm might feel like ah oh no my of course my bad guy who i designed is never going to agree to do this good thing that they're asking me to do but the rules say and that can make, kind of make you feel like your agency is being taken away a little bit either as a character because yeah. sometimes there are social combat systems where the characters can also be convinced um 
but also as the GM, who I think you're in, you know, your agency with your NPCs is very important. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I, I, yeah, that makes like a lot of sense. It's like the, um, the, the agency thing is like really important to any kind of social mechanic too. Like you don't want a, uh, I rolled good, so you have to do what I say kind of thing. Right. Um, and that social combat usually works against like the the GM in that sense. Like the GM kind of loses that. Um, yeah, like your big bad is like, well, I'm really good at talking and I nailed this. So like, <laughs> sorry, guy. Um, do something that's completely against character. And then there's like that kind of hiccup of like, well, can you convince somebody who's completely like who's who's like fundamentally kind of against this or does the mechanic go completely like you can always uh, like you can always like stab something right like mm-hmm. if it's made of meat you can stab it and then it'll probably go down but like if it's a person can you always convince them and there's like a dissonance there yeah there's there's the worry that um any social role especially one where you're where you're engineering your way toward multiple checks that are going to get you what you want is ultimately going to turn into mind control like yeah we 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 just i i I made enough checks i did enough things right that now the npc has to do exactly what i want um and and give me the information or let us in the door or um help us set up somebody or i just convince them of something that will play out later or whatever it is um and i think the uh the uh part of the steps of getting to uh, the idea like and Jess was saying like you know you've got an npc well like the npc would never give up that information well what would it take for the npc to give up that information everybody has things that they want so like some of the things that i you know when i broke this down was like you know, with physical combat, it's like, you know, kill or be killed or or knock somebody out or whatever. The stakes are clear. There's very specific stakes. Um, you can win and you can lose. And so in social combat, the same thing. The stakes need to be clear and there needs to be a way for you to lose, for you to be able to like, okay, I can't get this information or I can't get into the yeah. door. Um, <clears throat> and there, you know, ideally a reason why that why it can't just be one skill check um which plays into what i was saying with jess which is like the well, the gm you know the 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 npc isn't just going to give that information up well maybe they'll give that information up if you have something to bribe them with or you have some information that they seek on a personal level um and you can get them to do that sort of thing so you can incorporate these types of things as a gm to you know avoid being uh too strict with your npcs about like well my npc you know like a, a member of the of the king's guard would never yeah <laughs> you know people are people and people have needs and and wants and um sometimes people do things um and so you can come up with interesting ways to do all of that and then it's uh you know one of the things i was looking at is like just different ways to accomplish those goals because you've got different types of weapons spells and everything in physical combat you can have lots of different types of skill checks that you can make so you have different attacks with different defenses this is important different ways mm-hmm. to get at somebody like you might in, in jess's example like they're the guard this guard is a member of the king's guard and they will never let somebody in the back door okay so you're never going to bluff your way in. you're never going to like like they're, they're just not opening the door, but can you convince them that there's a reason that they need to go in the back door right now? Like there's oh, something, like, so you like, there's something, there's a reason to open that yeah. door and for them to get in there and deal with a problem that's happening right now. Can I convince you that that's the case? And mm-hmm. so you, you've played on the guards oath to yeah. do what's right to help the King in the kingdom and protect the castle and guard the walls and so forth. Um, and so like going up to them and just trying to, you know, bluff your way past them is going to be an impossible check or a very, very difficult check, but getting them to be like, oh crap, is there something going on that I need to deal with? Like that's, that's a doable check that becomes a different type of check and a different, um, you know, a different defense, a different target number that you'll be dealing with to, to get the guard to agree to like, well, oh, I better open the door and at least check, you know, and then you've got the door open and now the characters can try to do something. And that might take a little convincing with the guard. Like yeah. you might, you might try different 
things that the guard doesn't believe or or you have to slowly get them to believe it's like um that's actually really interesting it's like you know to take to, to take like the classic trio of like intimidation diplomacy and deception like you can kind of treat those as like what are they susceptible to and what are they resistant to and then like that in itself can be a like without needing like a whole system like a, like a whole subsystem you can kind of that creates another puzzle for players to find like okay uh, the guard right like the guard can't be intimidated um but could be lied to so like uh like maybe player and then that allows players to maybe approach them at different angles or or you don't just have the one talky guy right like maybe your han solo character is really good at bluffing but it's like um uh so it's like okay cool i'll take care of this guy uh but you have somebody who can't be lied to but is the scaredy cat and you're like okay cool well uh han solo is not gonna do great but we can get you know our big brute to kind of intimidate them and it works out so it introduces like maybe not socially built characters to still deal with social combat and kind of create a puzzle and stuff like that i like you've played into three of the things that i do when i play a d20 like when i play when i play dungeons and dragons (laughs) i have always hated it that oh someone expects if they roll a 20 even though according to the rules you roll a 20 on a skill check it's not like an automatic success necessarily but we don't need to get into that or when they roll (laughs) nothing happens um I first I always give my my characters I give them like an ethos that they're fighting for um this is something that they really believe in and is going to be impossible to knock them from unless there's like a an actual huge life-changing thing that happens which is very difficult to have happen when you're just having a five-minute conversation with someone so for example Kingsguard (laughs) I will never uh break my Kingsguard oath whatever it is um, I also give them like the reason like, okay, but if you bring this up, because maybe you investigated and you found out that this Kingsguard has a, a a little cousin that they take care of and will actually do anything for them, um, you could use that to your advantage. Like you, you reward them for doing a little bit of investigation, a little bit of role play, a little bit of puzzling. Um, and just like any other combat, like people have weaknesses like your monsters have weaknesses your monsters might be completely resistant to magic they might be susceptible to fire you can do the same thing for the for the role playing mechanics for those characters as well um so you're you're really like you said it's a puzzle you're rewarding them for figuring out the figuring out the just like in a combat, like you figure out where the weak spot of the monster is, you figure out what they're susceptible to. You got to figure out what what this guy is susceptible to. I love it. And that's that's that was like the last point of the thing that I the the list of mechanical things between you know, comparisons between physical and, and social combat is skill checks or resources that allow you to learn about the foe because that happens yeah. all the time. We don't think about it, but it happens all the time in in physical combat. Like there's players that are just they know the monster manual fairly well and so the GM, you know, kind of changes things up occasionally or they have to, or they make monster, you know, monster lore checks or um, you know, they have they have their resource books that they bring with them, the their their history books about like oh this this creature that hasn't been seen for a thousand years, but here's a book from a thousand years ago that talks about it. Um why can't you also learn those things? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm curious if y'all feel the same way or have like experienced it this way. But I, I, there's like I sometimes have a feeling, and I slip into this myself where it's like the the meta of role playing, like the the social meta is less acceptable, right? Like to talk about, hey, how do I convince you, or like what do I do here? Um, that on like a meta level, on like a mechanical level, versus say the I've puzzled out something's AC or I've figured out like it's weaknesses and, and like what tags it has um, feels a part of the game versus like, so like, what do I know about this person or like, what can I use against this or, or that kind of um, can I roll to find their like weakness socially? Um, kind of going into the, 
you know, it's like, you, you got to role play good. Like you got to convince them. And it's like, no, could I, can we play this outside of the role play and then kind of deal with the dice or some of that? I, I think it, I think it can be really, some people will re- prefer to do the role play. They'll prefer to mm-hmm. just straight up role play. And some people are really going to prefer that. Oh, I'm going to let the dice figure it out for me. Just like you would, I think that brings like circles back to what you said at the beginning, like, okay, it's a, it's a role-playing tool. Um, I don't think it's going to work for everyone. That's the thing. And I think it might not work for a whole table. It might not work for individual players. It's one of the things you have to talk about ahead of time and discuss with your characters. I think because mm-hmm. social like role-play is, you know, we don't, we don't punch each other in our day-to-day lives, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but we do talk to people in our day-to-day lives, hopefully. It's something that we're used to doing. Um, and we feel weird. We feel icky when we're lying to people in real life or when we're trying to figure out, like, I would feel so gross if I investigated somebody before I was like, like, let me find out their weak spots before I email yeah. them <laughs> proposal. I would. Except people do exactly that before job interviews. That is true. But that's a job interview and that's different. <laughs> There's a power dynamic there. Um <laughs> That's well, for my life. This, for my why life. Isn't, why boss, isn't there? Right. Why isn't there? A, you're saying there's no power dynamic with between your character and the NPC. Okay. Well, that's 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 it though. There is. I, know, I, I understand. Like you're saying that, like with the regular person every day, you would have a problem. Yeah. That's that's creepy. So that's, when, that's looking people up. And it's your friend. Facebook. You know, when it yeah. comes down to it, that's it's your gross. friend across the table from you playing as the yeah, guard. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna feel maybe you feel a little bit icky about that because it's something that reminds you of real life. But wouldn't you feel just as icky if you stabbed your friend? I don't know. <laughs> we have to get yeah. over it. We have to get over it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but again, it might not work for everybody. Just like, I mean, you have to pick the game that's right for you. You have to pick the systems that are right for you. Yeah. Um, and if you are a GM and you are like house ruling or adding like your own flavor to these systems to like benefit the social combat of your game, it's something that everyone has to be on board with, just like everyone has to be on board with the rules. Yeah. yeah. And the it, the whole the whole thing where some people prefer to to just let the dice solve it, like that's part of the fun of these types of games for many players is gaming the system, is like figuring out how I can utilize what the system does um and utilize the numbers. Like even if your characters haven't had the chance to research something about the NPC you're gonna try to manipulate, there's you, you know, you, you can go in there. Um, the same way you might go into combat with an unknown foe and just be like, I'm going to try, I'm going to try this tactic. And the, the GM is going to say, okay, well, that's going to be a high target number. And you're going to be like, okay, well, I'm not trying that again after this. <laughs> and, and you slowly whittle down and you figure out what, what will potentially work better against this particular adversary. Um, and that's all part of this, you know, can you figure that out and get that yeah. n- number of successes you need before you hit the lose condition before you hey, do yeah. the thing that prevents you from doing you know going further um and that's its own little mini game that you know is outside of the greater story but it's just like part of that step yeah i think it's important also and where i think maybe some um trying to introduce like social combat into into games um is make your lose condition interesting like i mean i think this is the same blanket statement like for physical combat kind of any failed role or whatever right but like i'm trying to get into a club and the bouncer bouncer won't let me in like i'm like i'm gonna try and bribe him he doesn't take bribes i'm gonna try and lie to him that i'm on the list he doesn't he knows i'm not on the list right like all these things like ah shit after like you can't keep trying to convince them maybe you do two things both fail you're out right um like that's a now the wall should be something more interesting right like figure out like as a gm come up with not like maybe like design the lose condition um because the win condition is you get in right like it's the puzzle is also needs to kind of keep moving because I think it's like less exciting. Like when you compare it to physical combat, losing in physical combat is exhilarating or or terrifying or whatever, right? Like I am dying or I am on the run. Um, but this isn't as much a back and forth in all social situations. It's not like the bouncer now 
knows your secrets or i mean he could but if you're but it's like uh actually you have to give me all your money now like i um the bouncer is bugs bunny and yeah <laughs> right but there's there's a lot of ways you can go with that like you might you ha- now you have to wait for the shift change for the other bouncer to come out exactly, yeah. so you can try again and during the time that has passed things are happening inside the club that you are missing so you're you are there is a loss there is something you're not you know you're, you're, yeah. you're suffering for it or you get turned away and now somebody in the line's like well i couldn't get in either but i think i know where we can sneak in and now you're doing something illegal and that could be you know like if you get caught doing that that's even greater risk yeah. on the character's part or somebody like is i'll get you in but you owe me oh i love um, that <laughs> so there's there's you know there's a lot of different ways you can take it so i think that's a good that's a good point that wasn't really on my list but making the i had a you know a way for you to lose but making the lose condition interesting as well um is that's an excellent point yeah i mean because in combat it, like in regular physical combat they're also probably trying to hurt you back they're trying to stop you from hurting them or hurting you that's there was something that somebody was explaining to me or like talking to me about their system and talking about the social combat in their system saying well players all the time expect the gm's characters to be convinced in this game they have to accept that they might also be convinced and it's uh i remember Mm. I'm trying to think of what game it was. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember. It's a game I talk about all the time on this podcast, Clockwork Dominion. It's a game, and it works really well <laughs> because it's it's a game where, like, there are, like, demons and, like, terrible things, and you're a human, in or sometimes a human, in, trapped in the cycle, and, like, yeah, you can be convinced because you're a mortal with a heart full of sin, like, of course, um, and it's part of the horror of the game. Um, I don't know if that works with every game. I think it can, I think that sort of a situation where the players might become convinced of something or the character might become convinced of something because the player failed at some things, at some checks or whatever is, is if, as long as it, as long as it's, you know, because that does become a little bit of an agency loss sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where now like I I'm I have to play my character this way. I don't get to choose I don't get to choose. But if the if you go into the game like session zero and you talk about like, okay, these types of things might happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, in the GM as a GM, you can reassure the players like it's not gonna happen a lot, but it's you know, it it'll be a, a challenge every so often. It'll be one of the types of challenges you you face. So everybody knows going in that there might be something that happens that causes them to have to play their character character a certain way and that's implicit with some games like you play a high level D &D game there's at some point somebody's getting you know mind controlled like (laughs) it happens in in those games like somebody's gonna blow their save some some big dumb fighter with a crappy will save is gonna (laughs) have is gonna have to spend half a combat attacking his buddies (laughs) because he he got dominated yeah and that at that point in the game is like exciting or you know it's like a as long as it's not constant yeah yeah um and i think like the this like what type of game right i think i'm also i also always think about social combat in like uh oh it's it's like in a game that also has a chunky like combat physical combat system so it's like trying to do both it's trying to have both cakes which some games do uh and and it's what cake you like is for you but like if you're doing like if your game is like an intrigue game entirely um you know if fighting someone like pulling out a gun is essentially a lose condition right it's like a win and lose right like you get what you want but you just pulled out a gun ah you know like oh (laughs) um that's going to come with like high ram for you. Like if violence is kind of a last resort and you need to talk your way out of everything, then um, yeah, like these, this like, well, you are also susceptible to it in the same way. Or like, uh, I I really like that, like debt systems are really fun for me um, where it's like, okay, but you owe me uh, <laughs> or I owe you or, or all these little things and like kind of debt as a form of social health uh where you're just kind of weighed down by all the things and 
it's not exact like loss of agency it's not a direct loss of agency but it is still like a crushing like you know you're like oh at any point somebody's gonna collect or like i can't exactly do yeah <laughs> at the worst possible time the gm is gonna have that npc that's come what i would do to cash Absolutely. in all three of their chips that they have with you <laughs> and and like that i think is is really fun with social combat or like <laughs> or systems that are really talking about social stuff where it's like like i i I've, i i always think about genesis the genesis is one of my favorite systems but it's like i don't care for it's one-to-one of like strain is like when you do social combat you're attacking their strain and there's a threshold for it and it's the same as wounds and i'm like okay sure but i really like something like um like urban shadows where it's all about like who's got debts on you who do you have debts on them you pull on these things it's like a lot of um uh, you know, it's like PBTA. So like a lot of the the lose or like the failures or the low rolls aren't exactly, you don't get it, but it's like, they'll do it, but they gain a debt on you. And like that is, it doesn't have like a separate stat for like mental health or social health. It's just, ah, it's like, it's just like, oh no, I'm swimming in it. And, and I, I'm so worried all the time. <laughs> I mean, having that debt on you too is one of those things you can't necessarily control. Uh, yeah. Just like like if if someone hits me, I can't control that I'm gonna feel pain. I'm probably gonna cry. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I, I can't control those things. Um, just like I can't control if I, you know, I get a debt on me, like I owe them now, or I get distracted. Or I feel a certain way in that moment. I mean, I can control that to some degree, but it is a natural human reaction to have Ooh. some sort of emotion happen. Those are also things that you could throw in there as like, oh, you're not convinced. Your life, your your worldview is not completely overturned because this this bouncer is asking you to give them money. Uh, but <laughs> but you're confused in that moment, and that's going to something will happen because of that. Like that could be a good consequence, or like. Yeah you get really angry and you embarrass yourself. Like those are things that can happen temporarily. You're not taking complete agency away from the character, from the player, but you're putting them in a temporary situation, just like loss of HP is a temporary situation. Yeah. That's actually really fun. I love the, like that got me thinking about like, oh, it's like you're a noble who's like out, you know, adventuring and you're going to this club and you try and just be like i'm i'm a very important person and this bouncer is like i don't give a shit who you are <laughs> you know like <laughs> you're not getting in here uh and like that's a failure but then like the interesting failure is like this character is having their worldview change like wait um my name doesn't mean anything here and it's like yeah nobody you don't know who my dad is <laughs> yeah uh and that's that's really cool like that's like character growth through social stuff um also i'm like kind of thinking about like the like kind of simulation or abstraction of this in like real world kind of going back to it, it's like you know i feel gross like looking up stuff about my friends but also like the more you're friends with somebody the more you know how to push their buttons and mm -hmm. like it's not malicious or it can be but it's like a little bit of like, you know, we're all kind of doing that a little bit. Like, you know, I where do you want to go for dinner tonight? And it's like, we've entered social combat. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then the I theme can... song starts and all the little graphics change. Yeah. Everybody has a strain bar. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. Uh, I really want pizza, but we've been having a conversation about eating healthier. So, like, how do I maybe get what I want here? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Final Fantasy, like, <laughs> I want I want I want the game to be like that now. I want to be playing a game because you like when when count when physical combat begins, like usually somebody like roll initiative, like right? Everybody yeah. like knows there's there's some cue that tells you physical combat is beginning where <laughs> when you're playing a game where there's gonna be social combat, I want my GM to say, you know, social combat has begun. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, make it a threshold, make it a moment of like, okay, now, you know, things are going to get serious. 
with these I roles. And I'm, I'm joking about this, but I'm also very serious. I must, yeah. How, how do y'all feel about like, say, initiative in a social combat? Um, is that you pro, con, mixed? I, I think it depends. I think if, uh -huh. if you do have a system that's very similar to your, to a physical combat system, I think an initiative is like who gets in the first word could matter. Ooh, um, yeah. It, and it, it should like, be and it should be mental, not physical. It should be your wits check. Yeah. Right. Not a dex check. You know, right. it's gonna be like who thinks of the thing fast enough? Who's who's who's, who's, who's ready with a plan fastest? But I'm trying to think like that in real what, life, that it. would only like matter in like a debate. Like the person who gets the first word has the first impression, which can be like really, really important. Um, or maybe you want to do the counter instead. Um, I don't know. I was never in debate club, um, but I imagine <laughs> I imagine they have some sort of system to decide who goes first and who goes second. Because you have to. You are literally taking turns. Um, I think in law, you also, there's a system for does the prosecution or the defense go first? Depends um, on the if, country, depends on the court, but yes. And, right. it's always, so a, and it's always the same. There's like a system, huh? um, but usually it's the person approaching it. Okay, maybe all social combat is an ambush. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's caught off guard. I'm, I am instant, I am initiating social combat. You may not be prepared for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Somebody how I is caught over. Yeah. That's, that's also like, I mean, that's a great modifier to think about. Like when you start social combat, you know, just like the, like, okay, what's what's like a resistance and what's a, a vulnerability or something, right? Like, are they prepared for it? Like, that's like almost like a binary, right? Like, are they prepared? Are they not? And then mm -hmm. that can, like, for GMing it can can make it interesting um, where it's like, a bouncer is probably always prepared for somebody to- Right, they've seen it all. Yeah, you can't but ambush a bouncer into social combat is kind of the thing, right? Yeah, and I think I think it would be useful. And now we're kind of getting into design, everybody. Um, <laughs> I think it would be useful to have that that uh, differentiation. Um, that you know, like with, like, are you going to start bullying and pushing around, like you know, this this shopkeeper who's normally very quiet and reserved and everything? They're they're not necessarily ready for that. So you might get a chance to quote unquote strike first. Yeah. Um, but with the bouncer or you know the con man. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Like you're going to have to have They're a roll off, ready. To, have some sort of roll off, or have some sort of resource expenditure that has to take place in order to like earn the chance to 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 go first. So yeah, I in in the means of magic, um, we wanted to have some sort of social role playing system. We I we were designing the game in mind with the idea that a lot of people don't like to pretend to play this character that's super smooth, super smart when they might not necessarily feel as confident. So there are rules that you can do third person role play instead of first mm -hmm. person and all of that. And we also have this social system, but I also, I always hate the idea. Like I mentioned, I don't like the idea that my agency as a GM or my agency as a player is being taken away. So when we designed the combat, the social combat for the system, we created it as as such colon let me describe it <laughs> first you're only entering social combat in a scene with stakes like the players want something and the npc doesn't want them to have it you're trying to convince them of doing something you're trying to get something out of them it has there have to be stakes which is a word that was thrown thrown around in the first half of this episode um so that's one that's how you initiate it one person in like i can't i don't know about you guys i can't like focus if a bunch of people are yelling at me all at the same time if they're all mm -hmm. yelling different arguments at me so it has to be one person with one kind of line of argument going forward otherwise it's going to be overwhelming uh for the gm like that's mostly just <laughs> just for the gm's sake um and you are not necessarily um you're not doing anything to the other person. You are rolling against yourself and your own stress in the situation. So every Ooh. time you present, every time you present an argument, 
you are rolling against your own stress. How long can you keep this up before you have a stress break and you do whatever it is that happens to you when your character gets stressed out? Maybe you get really angry. Maybe you like feel really doubtful of yourself. Like whatever it is, is going to happen to you if you keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing until your breaking point, not until the other person's breaking point, to your breaking point. Um, so every time you're you're trying to convince, you roll your die. And it goes up to a limit. Unless you have evidence. Evidence is free. Meanwhile, like if I went and investigated, I already rolled against my stress. You don't get double punished for that. You did the investigation. You have this evidence. You can present it. Whether or not that's mm -hmm. going to be convincing to them is on the GM side. You're listening to the arguments. You have a tracker, although you don't need to use it necessarily, where you're deciding before this converse, before you enter into social role play or the social uh, combat, so to speak. You decide how you feel, how the character feels about these NPCs. Do you, Are they neutral? Do they like them already? Maybe they're more apt to be convinced. Do they hate them? They're really not apt to be convinced. Um, and it can also change depending on who's there. Like maybe they really like the one person. They really like this academic who's like super nerdy and they love that. And they don't like the goofy wizard who's very unserious. So if, that's, if that wizard's there goofing around in the background i'm gonna be a little <laughs> bit more bothered i'm gonna like shut up and go away so the gm can decide and as the pc as the player is arguing with you you decide like is that convincing if it is i'm gonna go ahead and move myself a little closer is that next step more convincing i'm gonna move myself up a little closer so i have some agency in deciding whether or not it's convincing my character while the other person is like oh can i Push, can I push my limits? How 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 pushy can I get before I explode? Um, and I like that yeah. system because I feel like no one, everyone has their own agency. Everyone gets to decide what their characters want, whether or not it's going to happen, while also giving the GM an opportunity to let their NPC get convinced. You can't have a social combat if like. You can tell, like, there's rules in there that says the GM mm -hmm. can tell the players, like, this person, you, you're not going to get them to, you're not going to get them to betray their best friend. It's not going to happen. You can say that directly out loud. It's not going to happen. You can try. You can still yeah. play it out, but it's not going to happen. Like, you might get something else out of it, but yeah. you're not going to cross that line. Yeah. I really like that. I love the, like, you're, you're rolling against yourself, like, your own breaking point that, like reframes it in such an interesting way that i hadn't ever really thought about in a like yeah like and it's not even like it's just a different way to look at it right like it's absolutely how much am i how much am i willing to put up with this how much am i willing to push in or like i'm just talking to a wall at this point and why haven't i shut up yet like it's kind of like you know like oh yeah. my god i'm not getting through why do i keep talking like that's um my words just get worse and worse or like i think i think i had a like i was like oh i'm gonna come in and uh i know exactly what i'm gonna say i walk into this bouncer and i go hey there i'm on the list and it's like no you're not and then i'm just completely crumble like i'm just like oh my god hold up what do you mean <laughs> you know like shit i got nothing else this has not changed the bouncer at all right like right. this has not changed the store keep um <laughs> like and, and, I, I walk up to a store keep I have a coupon it's like this coupon is expired and I'm like oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it fits I I am an awkward person I I have some probably some social anxiety I have anxiety in general <laughs> um I am weird at talking my brain works differently than other people so if I'm talking to somebody I am actually thinking of a lot of these things like do they think i'm silly do they think what i'm saying is weird and the other person i always have the option to walk away but if i walk away from that situation in the middle of trying to convince them i also lose just like the other person can mm -hmm. choose to walk away i'm the one who's feeling the pressure in this moment because i want something i'm i'm gonna break um and i mean maybe the gm can also decide like oh this is bothering them too and the more maybe they're a person who like just wants to people please and the more you push the more it doesn't matter they're going to be convinced you could also yeah, do that yeah. um but i don't know i i feel like that is how i work 
my coupon doesn't work oh i'm sorry uh, my fault I'm sorry yeah <laughs> my bad <laughs> i'll leave you alone forever yeah yeah oh no <laughs> um uh, just just as a note i really like the idea of just straight up telling uh just the, the comment you made just straight up telling them that that's not going to happen I like yeah. that. I know that there are people who will be like, no, the players should always, you know, if they want to try something, let them try. But if they're going to waste their time and they're not, never going to get anywhere, and you can tell them like that, that's not going to happen. You can have the conversation. You might learn some other things. And if you think that's valuable, you can do that. But you're not going to convince them of doing this thing. Yeah. Um, so, that kinda, players, comes so that the players come go in having an expectation of like, maybe we'll, you know, we might learn something useful. And that gets you to the point of like doing your research. And now you can use that information that you learned to use on another NPC to get what you ultimately want or, you know, later uh, pack, you know, pack that away, put that in your uh, pocket for later um, to use against that particular NPC when you've got something else that you, you know, might want to trying to manipulate them on like if they 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 yeah they, they give up something about their country home it's like well now i'll go bother him at his country home <laughs> <laughs> um i i am um, that kind of brings it back to the um what like uh the the big bad like oh you shouldn't be able to convince my big bad to like you know stop campaigning against you know like st stop this war that they've started like you can't just be like <laughs> like right out the gate but like and i'm I'm also a big fan of like have your players interact with their their kind of like villain a few times like get them to have those conversations it shouldn't just be like i mean it, there's there's fun stories to be had but i personally like you know you've met uh i'll use strahd as an example like you've met strahd several times before you actually storm ravenloft or whatever right um He's like, talk to you, and you're like, that's cool. So it's like, you're not going to convince him right at the start, like when, when you meet him at like a campfire for the first time, but you can talk to him. You can learn new things. Like, the more you kind of engage, the, the more personal a connection you get, also, right? Like, I'm not going to stop being an evil, horrible person, but like, maybe you are slowly chipping away at them right like you can't win in a single conversation but you could win in several conversations or oh yeah um you could or even like just okay you don't change their mind about their like core fundamental beliefs or you don't change their actions but you are starting to change their beliefs and like that makes them very like interesting living character right like you have enough conversations um what is it like i guess like a media example is like magneto and professor x like they're they're always in conversation with each other right like there's always a little back and forth and like each one is slowly pulling the other to one way or another um I don't know about current comics canon, but that's <laughs> and like, um, and I think that's like just a cool way to think about um, social combat too. Is like the slow, the slow burn, the like stated outright, the the knowledge of like, hey, I'm not here to see this happen. I want my character to do this, but hey, you might. I'm open to something changing, or or maybe you get into a a conversation with this person and maybe you start to see their point you know like maybe you start to kind of it's changing how you feel how are you now gonna handle this person like this villain that you thought was like unanimously evil or something uh, I, I love that like and having that long-term thing can kind of get around one of the issues I feel like people have with social combat that like oh now it's gonna feel so mechanical and so rote but instead it gives you a reason to listen maybe listen to the villain's monologue instead of just shoot the arrow it gives you <laughs> a reason to like engage with the bad guys um which i think could open up some really fascinating role play opportunities um it, it strikes me because i was just kind of combining what Vidithia was saying with what just said earlier about you know means of magic which is a fighting the mega corpse um kind of game um, yeah. and i'm also neck deep in a cyberpunk thing right now 
um, which is like, you know, what's the what's the goal that everybody that plays a cyberpunk game has is they want to take down the megacorp. Well, good luck. You're not going to convince <laughs> the, 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 the CEO of the megacorp to just shutter the gigantic sprawling wealth and power giving megacorporation. But you could build into your game that you're designing the idea that that CEO can be used long-term as Vidithya was talking about, where you could have these yep. different conversations with them and plant the seeds of different things in that CEO. And as time goes by, the the idea of actually getting them to do something that's going to sabotage their own um, mega corporation, whether it's on purpose or manipulating them into doing something that will ultimately damage the megacorp you know with and they don't realize that that what they're doing um that's that's something you could build into the design of a cyberpunk oriented game as like this is how you play the long the long game this is how you play the long win against the mega corporation because the corporation is greater than the character and you don't want to just shoot the arrow and kill the ceo because now you got to start over with a new ceo that's like yeah <laughs> you want to uh. have that one powerful individual that can actually affect change either by you turning them or by you um, manipulating them into finally doing something. Um, yeah. And that, and that could be a, literally a series of social combats over the course of a campaign. And you could design a game to accommodate that where you earn chits. Like by the time you get to the end of the campaign, like our, our party has earned 10 chits of, you know, manipulating this guy so now we're going to kind of cash those in and get them to believe this and get them to believe that and, and make this market yeah. force happen and like all of a sudden they're doing something that's going to like blow up the megacorp yeah and you can like you know loop in violence too like cyberpunk's a great thing for that i like that that kind of genre is great for like hey um you're going to be like in our pockets now, like we're going to kind of force change. And it's like, what do you mean? And if you just kind of walk up to them and do that, sure. But like, you've spent this time gathering dirt. You spent this time maybe like, like doing violence, like, like disrupting their supply lines, just like destroying like warehouses, various other like things that are slowly chipping away on their you know strain we can say right where it's like their own like like at what point is the conversation are they just going to be like fine do what you need just please stop you know like <laughs> I, uh... I think anyone who thinks that that's unrealistic should take a look at um a famous billionaire any of them <laughs> and see how easily they are able to be manipulated into doing whatever <laughs> yeah yeah you play a whole campaign of just getting dirt on somebody and then finally yeah. just, just making, cashing it just, all in just making fun of them just making yeah, well, fun that'll, of them that'll, that'll, that'll work too yeah just like how many times remind, do you pose reminding the owner of a social media company over and over and over that he's not funny yeah like that's exactly so that, so that he keeps trying to be funny and in the funny. process continues to prove that he is not funny so that people continue to tell him he's not funny and he wants that... desperately to be funny and i'm this is just i mean i'm spitballing ideas for yeah is all i'm doing <laughs> that's social combat that's that's mass social. you know how like there's some some games are like you want to do armies like let's scale up physical combat this is scaled up social combat this is siege warfare <laughs> i i have an idea for a micro game <laughs> you are just a lonely person behind a computer screen they are a multi-billionaire owner of, of a social media company yeah and you are going to fight them via meme <laughs> <laughs> that rules i love that so much <laughs> Okay, okay, I have other things to do. So <laughs> I, know, I, know, like, I would I would like to play Memores. Um <laughs> <laughs> I oh no, that's such a fun game idea though. I also have other things to do, but maybe <laughs> I, I I gotta I gotta put this on a sticky note somewhere. <laughs> it's so funny. That's that's begging uh, for a zine quest kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> That's a good like just two player game or a 
I love a game where it's like a bunch of people against one person. I don't really see that. I know like that's literally kind of a party in a GM, but I think about like multiple GM-esque people against a single <laughs> hapless person <laughs> and that hapless person is a CEO. Gosh, it could also be a, oh my gosh. I, it's okay. I'm going to just like put that on a sticky note and if I get to it, I'll get to it. But um, do. it'd be so funny. Uh, I think the tongue-in-cheek thing can really work for a, a completely social com- combat game, too. I, I feel like it's, it is because traditional combat is so ingrained in TTRPGs, we have, like, expectations of that, and then completely turning that into a social combat can be really used as a good critique of TTRPGs in general, or, like, society, even. Um, I love... I love social commentary games. You could tell if you looked through the games I've made. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think that there's a lot of possibilities. Are there any yep. final thoughts for today? I, I could probably keep talking for another hour on this, but <laughs> I know. Uh, what are your final thoughts? Um, I was just going to say if, uh, you know, if you're looking to design um, and as a GM to just kind of incorporate into your game from whatever system you're playing, or you're looking to design for your own game for social combat um, is to keep in mind that it um, le- learn from the pitfalls of D and D fourth edition skill check uh, skill challenges, which is they tried to make effectively social combat or a series of, you know, skill checks that you could do. And it was kind of dull and lifeless and boring because that game was put out too fast and they didn't play test it and figure out what it really needed to be. Um, for all of its uh, merits and flaws, that's the that's the big issue with skill challenges, I think, in that system is that they didn't spend the time on it. It's like a, a social mm. combat system needs the, the uh, you got to think about it and really kind of put some design time and some play testing. And if you're using it in a game, you're GMing, just remind people that we might tweak these as we go or we're, we're still kind of figuring out how this should function for us. Um, because it's, it uh, you know how a physical combat system can get complex and nuanced and need play testing? Well, if you're looking to do that with social combat, it's the same deal. Yeah. It's going to take a little work. I have like a, a media recommendation, like a, a game that really made me think about like kind of this exact topic of like having both or what does that mean to have like a full system for it? Um, it's a video game. Griftlands uh, is a really cool game. It's like a Slay the Spire-esque thing. So it's like a deck building card battle, what have you. <laughs> um, but it is very role play heavy and it specifically kind of has two modes. You're building two decks. You have a combat deck and a social deck and it has social combat and physical combat. Um, and they're like two different modes and you can kind of choose which to go in through. Um or oftentimes you can do social combat to then weaken a character that you will have to fight. Like in that game, bosses, you will always have to fight them in physical combat. But like if you're a social character, you get you heavily weaken them if you win at that. And it's just really interesting to kind of see it utilize the same system in different ways. Um, so I recommend it. <laughs> Uh, thank you again for joining us today. This has been a great conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, like I said, I was like, I'm coming into this a little bit like a hater, and I'm coming out more of a lover. Like I'm, I'm very, <laughs> I like, I love this conversation. Has really made me go. Maybe I should, because in a lot of my own games, I, I kind of avoid it. I do the like, well, yeah, this game's kind of about combat, so like you know, deal with social stuff just through the normal skill role or whatever. Um, But now I'm like, what if I think about it a bit more? Like, what if I kind of go back to the drawing board or or figure it it out? So this, I love this. This is great. Thank you so much. Thank you. We have won the social combat. Yes. You have won this. You literally did. We changed your thought. We changed your mind. (laughs) Where can we find you and your stuff? Yeah, uh, so you can find me online at uh, Vidithiavoletti, basically everywhere, my first and last name. Um, And you can find my games at vidithiavoletti.itch.io. 
that's where they all are. And then uh, I also mentioned you can find some of my work kind of all over the place in the various uh, writings I've done for other games. Um, some of my favorite work is in a lot of indie games uh, that I've done. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at wannabegames.com on twitter at at Joska, uh where i'm definitely not going to be fighting any billionaires i do not tweet at that man he is blocked but uh, you can also <laughs> find me on tumblr at, <laughs> tumblr at, at Joska or on tiktok at just is awful you can find my games like i said at wannabegames.com on drive through rpg or at itch.io under the same name and get in those questions for episode 100. Email nerdburgergames at gmail.com with episode 100 or RPG R&D or something like that in the subject line. Um, I'm Nerdburger Craig on Twitter. Uh, the website is nerdburgergames.com. And um, I'm uh, da, 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 da. you can get the games at Drive Through RPG. Uh, that's the whole deal. If you are listening to this on the Thursday that it comes out, I'm currently in Columbus, Ohio at Ooh. Origins Game Fair. Uh, I'm very excited to be there after um, three whole years of not being able to go for various reasons. One, including a national, uh, international thing that happened uh, and is still happening. Um, I will be at booth 628 sometimes, but I'm also running games. Uh, unfortunately, my Means of Magic game is full. Uh, but you can see the IGDN there. That's that was the reason of this plug. I was like, I already introduced myself. What's going on? <laughs> uh, thank you to our opening and closing theme song, which is Avel by Steph Sachs, licensed under Creative Commons. Thank you, Steph Sachs, and thank all of you for listening. We'll see you back here next time. Bye bye. Bye-bye.